Hey guys, welcome to Right Way, a podcast where we give you insight to make informed decisions about your writing career. I'm your host, Rhea Fry, multi-published author and CEO and founder of Right Way. And I'm Joe Tower, writer, media producer, and Right Way's executive editor. On this podcast, Rhea and I will take an inside look at the publishing industry with honest and straightforward shop talk. So when you do get published, you'll know exactly what to do the right way. Hey guys, welcome back to another Right Way podcast. Today, Joe and I are talking about one of my favorite topics, actually, which seems to be an author's dreaded topic of choice, and that is marketing. Now, marketing, that word in general, I think can be so confusing. And in in the way that we are talking about it today, it means how you are going to market, promote, and sell your book before, during, and after your book launch, which is no small feat. Yep. And I think it's really important to define because I think marketing as both a noun and a verb is is elusive, not just to everybody, but like writers regarding their books in particular. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we talk a lot about our, our book proposals that we work on for our nonfiction clients. And in that book proposal we have a marketing section, which often spans the length of 10 10 pages, sometimes 15 pages, sometimes less. And I always save it when I'm working with a client, I always save it to kind of the middle of our process and working together because when they go through this blueprint, they go through this step-by-step formula, I give them real examples from real book proposals and they're like, oh my God, this is so much stuff, I could never do this. But the way that we approach it and the way that we're gonna talk about it today makes it so doable, it reduces the overwhelm and it gives you, by the time you are done listening to today's podcast, I hope you have like a pen and a notebook handy you will know exactly what to do and when. And here is the important piece of this whole thing. When you approach marketing, the very first thing you are going to do is focus on not what you feel like you have to do or you've, you've seen other people do or this is what so-and-so is doing, but you are only going to focus on things that you want to do, that you love to do, and that you know you actually will do. And What a critical bit of advice. Oh my God, it's there, so critical. And I've heard you say this to clients before. Um, I've, t- you know, I've talked to some of our clients who've made mention of, of this point that you make. Um, and again, I think... You know, marketing as this undefinable monster uh, that 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 authors or or soon to be authors look at. Um, I think it it becomes so overwhelming that they they don't ever they don't ever think of they don't ever think of that they don't ever think of what they like to do they only think of like oh marketing is this thing I have to do and I have no idea how to do it and this is a way in to thinking about not only ways to approach it, but maybe new ways to approach it that no one else exactly. is Exactly. And and so we're actually using our book proposal. Joe and I are working on a book proposal for our book. Yay. So you want to write a book, now what? And, you know, this, this applies, this is very important to mention that this marketing section and what we're talking about today applies to novelists and it also applies to nonfiction authors. So this is not just applicable if you are a nonfiction author. But what happens when you look at this marketing plan and we go through it piece by piece, the very first piece of information I give, the very first task I give someone is to go through the whole sample plan. And we will talk about what's in this step-by-step in a moment. But I ask them to delete anything that is not relevant to them. If they don't do speaking gigs, if they don't have client testimonials, if they're not interested in doing events or podcasts, delete it. Just delete whole entire sections, which I think is such a a strong exercise and really, yeah, very freeing. Like, hey, guess what? I hate social media. I'm not going to post on there. Boom, get rid of it. There's no rule. there, There aren't any rules here. And for, you know, you and I, Joe, like we we are not using social media that much. We are leveraging the power of our communities and our relationships to hopefully 
promote our book and that's the way we've set ourselves up. So this is a this is a place where you can really play. And the way that it is also set up, uh, which I think is very important, is, you know, okay, so if you get published, if you self-publish, if you get a traditional book deal, everyone says it, but your in-house sales and marketing team, your in-house publicist will do stuff like a couple months before, and then they push hard for two to six weeks after the book is done, and that's it. That's it. That's moving on to the next thing. And and this this is why your point earlier, I think is so relevant. Like we are talking about our, the marketing plan that you've devised for our nonfiction proposal template, but this is so applicable to all of us, to fiction writers, like no matter what you're writing, no matter what you're working on, this is something you want to listen to, take notes on and get familiar with because it's only going to help you no matter what path to publishing. 100%. And the way that we're going to approach this, and and we'll dive into the different sections here in just a second, I promise. But the way that this is laid out is we start six months before your book launches, and we go all the way to six months after your book launches. So we have a full year of tactical strategies, different things that you can do, how you will leverage your relationships, put stuff on your website, reach out to your community and readers um, in a way that feels good to you, not in a way that's like, oh shit, I got to do this. Now I got to do this thing. <laughs> this this should be encouraging. This is comprehensive. This is not only preparation a half a year before the launch happens, but this is following up because once when the book launches, we're not done. Yeah. <laughs> you oh know my what God. I mean? You're just like, beginning. So th- <laughs> yeah, this is a very, and, and again, I, I, I think we need to, I, I want to remind listeners, I want to remind writers that you maybe have already, you already have some pre-established channels that you can utilize for marketing. So that's what, that's what this entire section in the template is going to capitalize Absolutely. on. Absolutely. So let's get into it. So normally with our marketing sections, we will have, you know, a few paragraphs of just just kind of an overarching message of, you know, how you're going to approach this marketing strategy, what you're going to do, what if you have a business, you talk a little bit about the business or yourself. And then we always start with something kind of fun. And this is not a prerequisite, especially if you're a novelist. But if you're a nonfiction author, we love to talk about who might potentially write a foreword for your book. Now, I get a lot of questions about like, oh, does this have to be someone I I personally know? Now, if you know people in your space that are, are very similar to your content to you as an author, they have books out, sure, like absolutely include them. But you want people who are really doing kind of what you want to do in your space. And you can just kind of list them out. We have a bullet point list of five to 10 people that you could potentially reach out to for a forward. And I will say, and this can be the same thing for fiction writers, this can be blurbs. So all all books, you know, you get blurbs from other writers, which are just, you know, a quote or two. You send you send a, an author your book, they blurb about it, hopefully we'll share about it. And that is, it's such a fun, um, it's such a fun exercise to dream up who you'd love to see, like talk about your book. I remember when I was launching, I had the craziest list of authors. I was like, yep, I'm going to write a bullet point list of every author that I want. And I reached out to a lot of them personally. My team reached out as well. And everybody said, yes, it was, well, see, it was crazy. And there's the thing. I mean, I think that's a great lesson. And again, we're going to, you know, we're going to keep harping on this and go back to this, like in the same way that we want to encourage you to have the freedom to delete any part of this that doesn't work for you. When we ask you to do things like this, or, or when, you know, as we encourage you to make these lists of, um, c- connections or contacts or channels in your sphere already that you can leverage and or thinking of prospective authors or other writers or other figureheads that you'd want to write your forward, a sky's the limit. Like go to it, go make the list. This is a blueprint and w- why not shoot for the moon? You know, a hundred percent. And that, that's the thing. It doesn't have to be 
people that you know personally. I mean, it, again, it's nice if you kind of dig in and think about like, who do I know? Like who, who might I have some sort of connection to through a distant party of some sort and just make that list because everything you do in this section, it, it is like your little container of all of the people that could potentially help you promote your book, which is so, so, so important if you're going to be an author. I know a lot of us just want to like tuck ourselves away and and be isolated in, in some ways, but like this is a relationships game. And the more that you can kind of tap into that, the better. Um the next section is, and again, not a prerequisite to have, but if you have a business, let's say you're a nonfiction author and you have client testimonials, it's always good to kind of include those in here. If you're a novelist, that's not really um, necessary. Same thing for like, if you have particular types of clients that you work with, you can include those in a bullet point list. We did that for us for Right Way. We work with you know, seven-figure CEOs and execs, spiritual shamans, culture, uh, culture and leadership experts, LGBTQ plus advocates, and on and on and on and on it goes um, to just kind of show like the types of people we are connected to and are in communication with that could potentially help spread the word about our book. That's going to give agents and publishers a good idea on where on on where to like kind of point their guns, you know. This is this is again like important we're, what we're talking about in this particular list with like clients that we've worked with specifically and we'll talk about utilizing our podcast in a moment, but this is this is again like us leveraging what we're already doing. This is us leveraging our platform for the sake of the book proposal in the book. Absolutely. Yeah, and and again, we're not even into like the the 6 months pre-launch. This is just kind of like laying a blueprint, laying a foundation of just like these overarching things and for us because we do have a podcast you know, we took our episode titles and realized like, hey, we could actually parlay these into doing some some public talks, whether that ends up being digital or in real life. We are talking about a lot of things that could actually be turned into usable content that is reaching our potential readership, reaching our audience and can really help sell books potentially. If you have content already, it, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you have a personal brand or you have a really big social media uh, following or you've got a YouTube channel that's popular or whatever kind of or, or organic platform you already have, that's that's all content that not only can be used, you know, quote unquote, like in a book, like wink, wink, but it's also content that you can use as part of your marketing drive, if that's something that you want to do. Absolutely. And, and, you know, before we get into like the tactical strategies that this first part of the marketing section is to really think about like, okay, where have I, where have I shown up digitally? Like, where have I, you know, have I done podcasts? Have I done Facebook lives or Instagram lives? Have I been written up, you know, in articles? Have I interviewed people? Just, and, and if the answer is no, that's totally okay. Um, we get a lot of clients that are, you know, really entrenched in business and they're doing a lot of like behind the scenes work. They're not really in the spotlight, but chances are they have definitely tapped into communities. They have definitely, you know, had some sort of um, accolade or accomplishment that they can kind of leverage or use in this marketing section. So it really is kind of a deep dive into what you've already done, where you already have an established platform. Totally. And I think this is something that we even encountered really like as we were putting together this proposal, I th think deep, think far back, think spread, spread, like cast a wide net because believe me, you have, you have more contacts and you have more connections than you really think you do. And Rhea and I were kind of like racking our brain for like, you know, institutions, companies, organizations, individuals that we could, you know, reach out to. And it ended up being like a much greater list. And you sort of, you don't even realize some of the obvious ones. So really, really mind deep in your, in, in your professional creative 
um, connected life and, and really think about who, who you, who you've actually got on the, on the quote unquote team. Absolutely. And when we, we go into this next section, which is what we call the rollout section. So we are going to be talking about that timeline that runs from six months pre-release to six months post-release. Now I've seen a lot of authors, they, I think it's great to do stuff like, you know, way before you have a book, you know, start sharing content. And a, and a tip I will give everyone that I always give clients is if before you have a book deal or before you self-publish a book, let your community, wherever that community is, let them be a part of the journey from the start, from your writing, from your frustrations. You know, if you're struggling with like, I need help with this marketing strategy. Like, what would you do? Like, let them in because they will effectively, hopefully help promote your book. And if they're a, a part of it from the start, they'll they'll probably be more excited. But what I do see happen sometimes is if someone's, they have a book coming out, they start six months to, to market it before it comes out. You can peak too early. You can promote like self, you know, self-promote, self-promote, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book to to win. Like by the time it comes out, people are so sick of you talking about your book that they're like, eh, it's fine. Like it, it's kind of. This is a key component. This is a key component and why it's why we've structured it the way we've structured it. Absolutely. Uh, you know, six months, three months, one month launch, one month, three months, six months is because we're, we're trying to help you avoid burnout. So six months is where you want to start, you know, peppering the space with, with, with these strategies, imp- implementing these strategies. Three months, you sort of turn up the heat a little bit, you know, one month you're really cranking it. And then obviously with launch, but you know, not only is your audience, is your prospective audience or your prospective readership going to get burnt out, like you said, Rhea, but you're going to fucking oh burn my out, God. man. You know, You've you're like, by the time you get to three month or one month, you're going to be so fucking exhausted from these, these, these marketing, uh, this market, these marketing plans, you're going to, you're going to be done. You're going to be cashed out maybe financially, and you're certainly going to be cashed out. But then I see loss. the opposite is true. And like, People don't do anything until like a right. month or a couple of weeks right. before. And then they're like, oh shit, what do I do? Mad scramble. Yeah. Or then they like, <laughs> and I've, I've made all these mistakes. Like I throw a bunch of money at the very last minute. Like with my last book in August, I was like, I'm not hiring a publicist this time. And then the pandemic hit, I panicked. I hired people at the, at the very last minute and it didn't really make it didn't make a, a splash because it wasn't an effective strategy. And I, I know better. I know better than that. So um, there is just such this fine line that you have to straddle. But if you have this blueprint, you again, you don't have to do everything that's on it, but it really does. Like, okay, I'm six months, you know, I'm six months to launch. These are the things that I can do. And for us, Six months prior to book release, we would really love to launch a digital course um, around our book proposal methodology. We were talking about doing some contests, doing some weekly chats on Clubhouse. Eh, maybe. Um, maybe doing... <laughs> we're still so yeah, anti-social media. Yeah, doing some webinars or general outreach to really let our audiences know like, hey, you know, we're going to have a book coming out in six months. I would love to book maybe some Facebook Lives, some Instagram Lives, um, do some cross promotion and book that ahead of time. So you already have your book on these people's radar. Now for us, we made an extensive list of just like people who've been on our podcast, people who you know, are in our space that we've had communication with or that we would like to have communication with. Um, and we just made a list of of those potential people that we could send a quick email to be like, hey, we've got some cool freebies and incentives for pre-ordering the book. Like, do you think you would be willing to share this with your audience? Um So those are just kind of like general things you can do. Then we always go, this is where it gets really formulaic. Um, You know, the six months before, the three months, the one month, et cetera, is we always have a section called optimize website. So hopefully you have some sort of website, whether you're a novelist or a nonfiction author. And this is just really a very short list of things you could do to build preliminary awareness 
for your upcoming book. So for us, we would have like a homepage banner announcing the launch date. We'd have, you know, free worksheets or cheat sheets um, to get people on our newsletter. Our newsletter, which we've totally just revamped and I'm so excited about, um, is really- Look forward to it. Yeah, Go to rightwayco.com. Yes, Check up. it out. Sign up. You're going to want to get in yes, on it. Yes, lots of freebies. We have totally, like we are, we are giving away so many cool things, but that is really our touchstone for how we talk to, to potential readers directly because again, social media can be so like touch and go and, you know, in one ear, out the other. Um, and then like sometimes, you know, on your website, we could do video sneak peeks about our path to publication and how, you know, really like, again, looking behind the scenes, letting people in on what's going on. Yeah. And so, you know, and then this is another kind of like Rhea said, like formulaic, we, we want to talk about email marketing and this is where, um, you, we kind of utilize, and we find this to be true regardless. Um, I find, we find it really to be true with marketing. The, the, the reality is, is that social media is great for like a mass audience reach, but engagement is the key. And with marketing a specific product, like a book, you want that the people that are going to buy that book, that are going to buy your product, that are going to be your audience, want that kind of direct engagement. So this is where we utilize either uh, an email list or a newsletter list that you might already have, or maybe that you put together in preparation for your marketing plan. Um, and this is where you're getting that direct you know, marketing engagement with the people, with the individuals that are going to buy your book. So this might include a lot of things. This, you know, this is going to be a call to action for book pre-orders. This is going to be links to potential, like, you know, if you have blog posts um, talking about the book or talking about the process of writing the book, this might be video clips. This might be links to other social media posts, and it might be some free bonus materials or some, some excerpts from the book, some sample chapters. So this is where you're really getting into that more direct engagement with your your prospective Absolutely. audience. Absolutely. And then again at that 6 months pre-launch timeline, you you know, we also have like, okay, let's think about potential people we could partner with where they could send out news about our book on their newsletters. So we have like a huge list there with like follower count and just, you know, agencies we know, people in the book world. Um, this is individuals, organizations, brands, publications, anything, again, we encourage you to mine deep, make the list, make yes. the blueprint, like yes. any, any, anywhere that you've ever had, even like you've brushed up against Kirkus reviews, put that on the fucking list. You know what I mean? Like any, any social media group, anything that you can utilize to put down, um, to showcase that to, to not only as a possibility, but to showcase that, you know, there's a potential marketing platform here um, to really help, that's really going to help move product. Absolutely. And so the next little thing on this list is, of course, social media. Um, so for us, it will only be really LinkedIn and Instagram. And, you know, this is where you can start to like create your own hashtag that maybe, you know, is your title's name or some cool thing that you can start to use regularly. If you use, you know, Instagram stories or you want to do things that are behind the scenes of what goes into launching a book, this is really the time to kind of do that. Or if you, again, you have a lot of incentives, freebies, things like that, just start putting, you know, putting the, the message out to your audience in a very, organic, non-salesy way, <laughs> six months, you know, before. Absolutely. And I think like, and I think it's good to reiterate this, like if in the, in the hierarchy of grabbing attention, the six month pre-launch is definitely like, this is the nudge. This is like the elbow nudge. That's like, Hey, wink, wink, got a book coming out by the way. Um, and this is, and you know, gradually as we get closer and closer to launch, you're obviously going to be turning up the intensity on that until you're waving your arms standing in front of somebody's face. Um, but this is, this is definitely the nudge. And again, I want to point out like to the, any, to any of you who are kind of beleaguered or, or a little bit overwhelmed by social media, look at like the, the very small portion of this entire 
uh, three month pre-launch section. This is this is the small portion that social media occupies. Exactly, exactly. And so for us, just the next thing on our list, and you can put anything on this list. So the six months, three months, you know, all of that stuff. You can make these little like whatever it is that you want to do. Maybe you don't want to do any of this stuff, and you can kind of come up with your own like gr- more grassroots type outreach. That is fine. You just want to make sure you're consistent. So the last thing on our list that we would do six months pre-launch is really around our podcast. We would announce the book launch date. We would promote pre-ordering to receive, you know, bonus worksheets or freebies. We would read an excerpt from the book to generate buzz or excitement. So there are just some fun little things that you can do without like asking. It's just about awareness. Six months, the key is awareness. Make people aware that you have a product coming out. Then we get into the three months and it repeats all over again. So we start with the website. What can you do on your website? This is where, you know, you want- What else can you do? What else can you do? What more can you do? Exactly. So we want more like calls to action to pre-order the book. Um, So however you want to do that, whether it's like a video, you know, some sort of cool, again, lots of, I'm telling you, free bonuses, worksheets, free consults, whatever it is. Same thing with fiction. I know it's a little bit tougher when it's like, oh, well, I'm not offering like a free consult on my services, but maybe they get like a sample bonus chapter or, you know, deleted material or um, a book club, you know, Q&A or whatever it is. Hey everyone, I am interrupting this episode to talk to you about something that is just as important to me as business, writing, publishing, and that is health. Now look, this last year of 2020 and 2021 has been a doozy in terms of really people focusing on reactive health. Like, oh my God, what can we do? Let's, let's you know, squirt hand sanitizer on everything and wash our hands a million times a day, which is fine, but... I think what is so advantageous to all of us way before 2020 and way beyond 2021 is focusing on proactive health, not reactive health. What can we be doing year round, daily, monthly, weekly to boost our immunity, to reduce stress and really give our body the critical nutrients that it needs to perform at optimal levels? Now, I have researched my whole life, but really this last year, looking beyond what I'm just reading on the news, looking beyond scare tactics to really find what I can do to protect my body against viruses, bacteria, and really feeding it with the proper nutrients. And one of the companies that I keep coming back to again and again because of their high standard for using whole food ingredients is Organifi. Now, Organifi has something for everyone. This isn't just like, here, eat this protein powder or like, you know, there's no trend or fad with it. It's actually sourced from real ingredients to bring you what you need. So everything from starting your day with their Organifi Green Juice, which has 11 superfoods, which is amazing to start your day. If you need a midday pickup, their red juice is full of energy without caffeine. So antioxidants, adaptogens that really fuel your cells for lasting natural energy with no, again, no caffeine, no stimulants included. If you want to really take it down at the end of the day, you know, turmeric is all the rage and their Organifi Gold has not only turmeric, but a bunch of amazing ingredients to really help prepare your body for rest and sleep. Now, if you are a protein person, they have everything from complete protein, pure protein. They have an amazing probiotic that's actually my favorite probiotic on the market. Um, You can travel with it as well, which I love and not have to put it in the refrigerator. They have amazing, again, little kind of like travel go packs for immunity to boost your immunity. They have a critical immune supplement. They have Um, supplements for your joints, for your liver, for having all of your systems kind of balancing and harmony. And the best part, everything is on sale right now. So you're getting, you know, 20 to 30% off just by going to Organifi, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I-S-H-O-P.com. So Organifi Shop.com. 
And you get an extra 20% off if you use the code RIGHTWAY. That's W-R-I-T-E-W-A-Y. And if you're not like huge into supplements, just pop on there and look. Just, Just search, read the reviews, try it out. It's such a low risk investment that reaps such amazing lasting results for overall health. We all need to take more of a stand in our overall health and immunity. We need to start stop outsourcing, stop getting run down, and really start paying attention to how we feel and how we can best fuel our bodies in critical times of need and throughout the year. Now back to the show. But I also think like leverage not only who you like, what you like and what you like to do and what interests you, but like think about if you're a fiction writer, think about what your book's about, um, you know, or think about what the think about what the cultural app or the social atmosphere at the time. I remember, you know, when we had uh, uh, Lindu Bouchard on, uh, wasn't she talking about um, they made uh, COVID masks for with the with the book, with the book title on them, you know, just like little things you can think of. I think if you have, you know, if you're writing a, if you're writing specifically like a genre book, think about what, who you can talk to or what you can do or what other little fun elements you can put out there, uh, that might encourage people to go to the book. Maybe, maybe you've got a horror novel and you, you, you put together like a really small, like graphic novel leaflet to hand out that's based on the, based on the book. Like think, think about it in this way. Like there's really everything helps. And as Rhea said, as, as you turn up the heat, this gets really formulaic, but as you turn up the heat, in the three months prior to book release, this is definitely like the version of handing the flyer for your frat kegger to somebody. This is where you're giving them something. You're saying, hey, come to this. Hey, check this out. Um, you know, this is where, yeah, this is where you tell them free beer. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, free beer. Totally. Free beer. Um, then we move in again to social media. You know, if you get um, advanced reader copies, which are called ARCs, this is where you can share photos. You know, you can hopefully start to connect with um, book bloggers, um, doing some outreach that way to see if they want to, if you want to send them a free copy, they can post about your book. You know, you can create audiograms with favorite lines from the book. You can, you know, um, again, do short videos leading up to pub day. Um, and make sure that you are like blasting a very consistent message about the book, but not just like, hey, I have a book, but pull out some cool content that you think your your readers might really want to know. If you're nonfiction, you're always solving some sort of problem. Um, relate it to the news. See what's going on. See what's trending. See if it's like in that vicinity. And same thing for fiction. Like sometimes it's, you know, I remember I wrote a book about kidnapping and then like I would relate it to other things that were going on in the world or other TV shows. Like, hey, if you like this TV show, like my book is very similar. So check this out. Um, And then my favorite section about this and something that Joe and I will really lean on because we, you know, I mean, I have a decent following on Instagram, but it's not as engaged as it used to be. And we always talk about you can have four different types of launches, which is also very important to think about is what type of book launch you really want. And there's something called an influencer launch where if you don't have a big following, you are tapping into other people in your community, whether you know them or not, and seeing if they will do uh, some sort of event with you, if they will post about your book. Now, this does not all, it doesn't always lead to sales but it does lead to awareness. So for us, we have this influencer marketing list of people that we either directly know, people who have been on our podcast, people who are in our space, other nonfiction authors um, in the writing world who their audience would benefit from our book. And it's just as simple like sending a direct message even to just ask them, hey, would you want to do like an Instagram live or promote my book? Um, Very, very simple. And you would be shocked at how many people will get back to you. Oh, totally. And think about how much you like compound your community. Like if we looked at our proposal right now, just looking at like our influencer marketing list, the followers, you add up all the followers for some of these people and all it's going to take are like a handful of these people to do a quick blast about your book 
and and boom, you've you've quadrupled, you've you've multiplied your audience, your reach by, uh, you know, by by thousands, hundreds of thousands. So, uh, something to really consider. This is also the place where you're gonna, you know, again, d- feel free to delete, take out, or or and and really focus on what you like to do. But this is maybe in the three month. Uh, pre-launch this is where we're going to we we're probably going to maybe introduce some speaking engagements possibly workshops or classes or something like that i know ria you and i have have definitely made a list of a possibility of doing some speaking engagements at like independent bookstores or or on on instagram live this is where you're going to put kind of a face to your marketing campaign and maybe uh start to really turn up that turn up that the heat on 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 grabbing grabbing your audience's attention. So again, something so so important to remember about this strategy especially as you get closer to launch. So many of us we reach for like okay, I want to, you know, I want to get written up in like Us Weekly or Entertainment Weekly or get on Oprah's book club or Reese's book club. Yeah, great. That's all awesome. And if you have an in-house team, they will be doing that stuff. But do not overlook the importance of your own city and your impact on a very, very, very local level. So for us, we're really, really looking at what can we do in Nashville. What can we do in Chicago, which we both have, you know, ties to? What can we do in New York that we both have ties to? Who can I reach out to in terms of colleges? Um, you know, a lot of what we do will be around going to colleges, going to high schools and talking about how to write a damn book because everyone wants to write a book. Uh, same thing for corporations any sort of local podcast, local radio, like all of that is so, so important. So we have this gigantic list of Nashville-based- I mean, literally like pages long. Pages, pages, <laughs> TV, radio. And again, you might not get yeses from all of these places and you'll have to craft pitches or hire someone to do that. But that's a great thing too. If you do this legwork first, you can hand this marketing- this marketing plan over to your in-house team, over to your publicist and have them do it. It's such a good idea to, I I think this is the point about starting local. Like think about your, your, your professional, your creative life, your whatever, your platform life, your online life in a series of concentric circles and start with the tightest one around you and then work your way out. I, I I think like, you know, like Rhea mentioned, we were, we were trying, we were brainstorming, put together a list of places in Chicago, which we both have a connection to because we went to college there. What's your alma mater? What was the community around your alma mater? Where did you start your career? Did you, you know, if you started your professional career in, in, uh, in Reno, Nevada, and then moved to San Francisco, your, your, your circle of influence is not San Francisco. It's Reno, Nevada and San Francisco. You can totally like double your reach and double your, 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 the size of your, your potential reach. Um, just by thinking about everywhere you've ever been and everywhere you've ever spent any time. Um, I guarantee once again, mind deep because you will be shocked by the amount of influence and the amount of connection that you've actually had. Absolutely. I couldn't believe how many colleges are actually in my own city. I was like, wait, what? Like we have- Holy shit, that list is crazy. And, and that's the thing. You can create one workshop, one one talk, one speech, whatever it is, to really book something. And, and now listen, you want to book a talk, a speech, whatever, ahead of your book launch- but you want to do the actual talk, the speech, whatever it is, once you have books in hand. So whether you are buying books in bulk to sell or whatever, you want to make sure that you are having that organization pre-order. Like so many colleges or so many corporations, they'll pre-order 200 books, 500 books. And that all counts towards, you know, your pre-sales numbers, which is great. And then you can hopefully book the event when the books are going to be in hand. Yeah, yeah. That, that is actually a, gr- a great point, too. And I, I think this goes along with, you know, 
discussing like this kind of hierarchy of attention grabbing this three month, uh, pre-launch is is in that like handing the flyer yeah you want to you want to have your your hyperlinks to pre-order you want to have your pre-order set up this is still building anticipation for the book but yeah you want to make sure that every everything that's like physically being scheduled or uh is 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 with you sitting at a table with a stack of books ready to go absolutely and then one month prior to book release it's really okay so now it's like go time so four weeks before holy shit and this is where you want to be saving you this is what you want to be saving your energy for this is why we don't go all out in in six months and three months because you're gonna need that energy for this 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 moment right here um so one month prior to book release this is where you're going to be leveraging access to your community so again for us it's going to be like really reaching big and thinking about like Publishers Weekly and Writer's Digest and Kirkus Reviews and, you know, things that are local, like local conferences and events that have like a writer slant. We're really going to reach out to them and see if they want to do something with us or with the book. Um, Something that's so cool that we do as well is really devising your own street team. And that that term is kind of funny, but it's really thinking about your biggest supporters, whether they are online or off, whether they're influencers or not, but people who will really get behind you and your book and kind of hit the pavement, so to speak, and really promote the shit out of and it. And this is also the section, this accessing communities. This is, uh, you know, another thing that we're doing because, you know, Rhea has uh, a long career as a writer, not only nonfiction, but obviously fiction. She's done a lot of uh, interviews, essays, and articles in in media outlets. So this is where you start to uh, step into your larger uh, circles of influence. So this is where, you know, in this particular section, this is where we're doing long and short form pitches to national media. This is where we're really going to start reaching out to places who maybe want to do interviews or do some pieces um, about the not only Rhea or myself, but the the actual um, uh, launch promotion and launch of the book. Absolutely, and and this is a fun time to play as well and think about like who are your target media publications? Like where would you love to see your book reviewed? Where what blogs? If you even read blogs, like what what would be relevant to have like a review in or some sort of guest post or guest blog what podcast now for me i think the podcast angle is so brilliant you can do like a 50 podcast tour around the launch of your book and and we have partnered with scouts agency so scout sobel scouts agency we will link to in the show notes she is unbelievable oh my god she is unbelievable (laughs) so she is so inexpensive so professional and she will you can hire her for one month three months six months whatever it is she will either if you have a, a podcast she will book mega people on your podcast or book you on other people's podcasts so if you decide like hey i don't want to do much for my marketing and promotion but i love to be on podcasts do that 50 50 podcast tour have it all hit like a round book launch and think about how many people you will be reaching if you were to do it that way. Um, as you think about this again, like, and Rhea is absolutely right. Like as you're thinking about your targets, media publications, blogs, podcasts, print publications, etc. Don't, I, I don't know, don't leave anything out, you know, like really do like think about And that doesn't mean, you know, it, again, I'm going to go back to, to to this because I can relate to it. If you've got a horror novel, you know, you don't want to like uh, stay, you got to stay in the realm. You got to stay with what's relevant. But in terms of the size of like a publication or a blog or a podcast, you know, you, if, if you have a horror novel and you're promoting a horror novel, you don't want to go on like a self-improvement podcast, like go on a horror podcast. You, so you want to like keep it in the realm, but like don't think about how how big or small uh, a potential podcast is because you really don't know the audience that's going to listen. So really, really get everything on Absolutely. that list. Absolutely. 
And so once you have that list, you hopefully do some outreach or hire someone to do that outreach. Then we reach publication month, which can feel yeah, exciting, daunting, overwhelming, all of the above. But if you have laid the foundation correctly, you should really like publication month should just be kind of more of the same. But now your book is is really out there. So you have an actual physical product that you can you can push and sell sell. So on social media, um, you know, you can reshare images from people who are sharing the book. Um, you can direct message fans thanking them. You can share behind the scenes, you know, videos or posts if you're doing a lot of events. Um, just really sharing your experience, whether you have a launch party, whether you're, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, just let people in on what's really happening. Um, this is a lot of, uh, a lot of the times people will do ads, you know, Facebook ads or Instagram. I'm not a huge ad person. A lot of people do Amazon ads that can be very, very effective. So again, going into this, knowing what exactly you want to spend and when, like you have to set a budget. I think it's super, super important as you're thinking through this. So think if you even want to um, pay for anything, if you want to pay for ads, like what you are wanting to do in this section. And, and again, I think this is, this is the moment where if you've, if you blew a bunch of money, excuse me, if you blew a bunch of money in six month and three month, and you don't have the money to like, maybe put it where it matters. And granted, you've got to do your budget and you've got to decide what you want to, you know, what financially you want to put out and what you don't. But this is where the immediacy and the urgency of, uh, this is where the money might go. This is probably, if, if, if money is going to go anywhere, it's going to, you're going to want to put it into, you know, these events or these campaigns that are in that, that are in the publication. Absolutely. And then, you know, going one month post pub, three months, six months, it's going to be a little bit less heavy lifting, but you know, one month post pub, hopefully you're still doing some sort of signings or events, whether they are virtual or not. Hopefully you have taken the time to book them ahead of time. Um, really sharing organic content, making people, you know, aware of any sort of events that you have, like make sure you're sharing your schedule, continue to share reviews, offer incentives for people. Sometimes like when the book's out, it's like, oh, this is enough, but continue with those like fun freebies or signups or whatever it is. Um, you know, same for three months post pub, again, sharing organic content, getting back to really promoting other authors and entrepreneurs. This is something super important. If people have shared your material, your book, you want to really base that on reciprocity and continue to do the same. I would be, you know, like I've seen people do like a million Instagram lives, Facebook lives, like all in the same day. And I think it's better to kind of space them out so you don't saturate the market and you don't saturate your messaging too much, like all in this little clump. Realize that your book is a product to sell forever. You don't have to do it all in the first two weeks, the first few months. So you can really take your time and kind of kind of do this organically and do it with like, when you have the energy, you do not have to stay quote unquote on and kill yourself for this entire and year. With these post publication strategies, uh, you know, events, readings, signings, as Rhea said, um, any kind of like social media uh, appearance or engagement, um, again, continue leading with that, like with, 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 thinking about what what you want to do, what you like to do. Don't feel like there's anything that you have to do. If, if certain things don't work for you, if you are more someone who's like more content oriented or more, uh, you know, more book content oriented, yeah, virtual readings or virtual Q and A's might be better served for you. If you don't like doing anything instructional, obviously you're not going to want to do any kind of like workshops or things like that. We also in, kind of included in our in our post publication marketing plan. We're we're Re and I are really focused on outreach. We we want to make sure that we're kind of giving back or kind of like utilizing and leveraging um, what we're doing with our book um, to some different tiers uh, in uh, different social tiers. So you know we want to we're 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 working on outreach programs for for corporate. So like post publication. Uh, classes, workshops, courses for both corporate, civic, and academic tiers. So these are things that you can do to kind of, you know, you spent almost a year 
asking an audience to buy your book. And this is a good opportunity for you to say, you know, not only do we have the book, but also I'm going to, you know, uh, I'm also going to give back or provide uh, for my audience in this. A hundred percent. And, you know, you might, your head might be spinning right now. Like, oh shit, I could never put this together. Let me tell you something. If you block out one focused hour to really knock this out piece by piece, or just get your initial thoughts down, it will feel so much less overwhelming. But I will, I will say, you know, like, of course we'll link to Scout's agency in the show notes. We'll link to, you know, Simply B is a branding agency, personal branding agency. They help so many people kind of get all of this shit together before they even have a product to sell. And they will help with all of this as well. But if you don't have the money to hire someone, you know, again, focusing on what you like to do, but one of the best tips and tools that we'll kind of leave you with today is look at, let's pick three to five similar authors in your genre who have published in the last year or two that you really look up to. These are the people's careers that you aspire to either have or you want to be in in a similar author, in a similar place, in a similar genre. Go to their websites and go to their press pages, go to their tour pages if they're touring. Look at the events that they're doing, the reviews that they've had. So you, you get the publications, you get the podcast, you get the pitch list, you get um, the book bloggers, whatever it is, and make a list of all of those different bookstores, all of the different, just everything, absolutely everything under one umbrella. Because if you're if you're looking at a best-selling author's website, chances are they didn't just start that way, but they've really established these relationships over time. And if they're in a similar genre, reaching out to the same book blogger, reaching out to the same publication or podcast, chances are they're going to want you on as well. So that's also a really like quick hack to be like, ah, oh, shit, I don't want to like think through all the stuff that <laughs> that I've done in the past, like, let me go and look at what my competition's doing. And then again, focusing only on those tactics or strategies that feel good to you. Step by step, you know, listen to this episode. It's going to be here forever. Take notes, write them down, and then and put them into a document and just start brainstorming. Just start, start thinking. And this is like, there's a version of this. And, you know, Rhea said this before, like, there's a version of this that's like, plug and play and it gets very formulaic. So just just be thinking of that and especially leading up to that that launch month be, be just be thinking of turning up the heat, save your energy, progressive build towards pushing the the actual physical product and then start to think of everything that you can do following. It's really plug and play and Rhea's right. If you sit down for a nice dedicated hour, you're going to you're going to get stuff down on paper and all of a sudden with each list you make in this document it's going to be a little bit of tension that's going to be relieved knowing that you've got a you've got a plan in place you've got architecture in place and that's it. you know while we can't dictate who buys your book how well it sells you can control what you are doing and if you go into this trying whatever it is that you can in a very organized fashion that feels good to you, then you will know that you have done your part as an author and feel really good about that instead of like leaving everything to chance or leaving everything to your team. You got to take a stake in the marketing, planning, and promotion. 110 percent. Hopefully no one wants to drink after this because that, I mean, it's a little bit like makes your head kind of spin, but it's also when you get into it, it can be really fun. And, and it's just part of the game. If you want to be a successful author and lead with what you like, lead with what you love, ditch the rest. Hey, thanks again for listening to the right way podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and comment, and help us continue to deliver the content you want and need. And for more information about Rightway, visit rightwayco.com to get more info on all our editorial and developmental services, and sign up for our weekly newsletter, where we'll be sharing exclusive content, access to digital courses, and offering proprietary resources for aspiring and established writers. 